Awesome. And Pooj is joining us for an installation of our STEM series. So thank you so much for Pooj for joining. I'm excited. It's so good to see you. I know. I haven't <laughs> talked to you in a long time. I've just been, you know, at work and then coming home and crying. So it's fine. <laughs> and then sleeping. Real hot, real hot person shit. Yeah, yeah. Real hot queer shit. So yeah. Um, but so, okay. Icebreaker. Water. What kind of water would you be? Definitely ice. Like I require like a melting period before okay. I'm like, you know, feeling real fluid. Like I really, I feel like I tense up a lot. And so I'm very, I feel like very icy and need that, t- that melting period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm impressed at how quickly you answered that question. <laughs> You didn't stall. You weren't like, oh, what? You were like, yeah, obviously, I've been waiting for you to ask me this question. I'm an, I'm an ice chomper. I've been doing that all week, oh, so it's like something you? mind, no big deal. Isn't it's that miserable. like a thing? Like, isn't that like, um, I'm not going to say like a medical thing, but I feel like like there's something that is supposed to be like with your like going on with your body if you are like craving to like chew ice. That like makes a lot of sense with the rest of my personality. Mm-hmm. So I would I recognize that my seventh house is in ice crunching. I'm <laughs> at <laughs> your seventh house. Oh, I've never been an ice cruncher, but I have terribly sensitive teeth, which is another reason why I'm scared to move to Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Because exposure therapy. Oh my God. I'll just be crying the whole time. No, it's so bad because like, you know, it gets cold here in North Carolina and, um, I'll like be walking my dog and like my whole jaw is just throbbing because it's like so cold. It's absurd. Yeah. I'm, I'm not built for this. You're going to feel it on another level. I'm never leaving my house. (laughs) Only working remotely. Sorry, I can't come outside. It's cold. Sorry, it's cold. Sorry. Ooh. And they're going to be like, uh, Chicagoans are going to be like, this fucking bitch. Like, what a punk ass bitch. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> it's me, the punk ass bitch who's in my house. So water, as far as water goes, um, I think I would be, <laughs> this is going to sound so silly. I think I would just be like, I think I would just be the tap water from my faucet in my kitchen because one, I'm drinking that right now. Right. And two, (laughs) I love room temperature water um, because my teeth, right? Um, Also, it's supposed to be like better for you. That's it a, is for it your is. organs. Yeah, because yeah. like your body doesn't have to warm it up to like process it, whatever the fuck. So yeah. Um, but um also because I think people think that like, oh tap water, oh turn my nose up. But actually, like we we did, because my partner is a scientist, we did like a dissolved solids test on mm-hmm. the tap water versus like the filtered refrigerator water, and they were identical. 
So yeah. Yeah. do you hear that? Do you, you hear, hear that? that? Yeah. And Bruh. so like yeah. You're fucking fake. <laughs> yes, yes. And so it's just like, oh, well, if the tap water is the same and it's not chilled, I'm drinking the fucking tap water because it's not Absolutely. cold and it's the same. Absolutely. So yeah. Uh, I think I, I like I, I really now feel really terrible about my my original answer because we all know that like ice and cold water is the white man's <laughs> generation. <laughs> and like I regret now, like God, I think I've assimilated too hard and now my like internalized Wait a minute. My internalized white man is coming up. <laughs> later but please explain to me how uh ice water is the white man's whatever the fuck wait i'll send you a link it's i mean it's like a whole thing like like the like refrigeration and specifically like cooling of water like i mean like think about it like i I don't know about you but my family like my folks in india like they they don't drink it's all room temperature water because they know yeah how it hits the organs like it's a it's a scientific (laughs) thing organs it's definitely it's definitely different i'm i'm i've heard this somewhere before i'm gonna send you a link later i have never heard white people and whiteness being incorporated into people's love for ice water and i 100 percent will read whatever the fuck you send me about it because this sounds like some bullshit to me but i don't drink ice water <laughs> I know that my dad, who is not white, um, but definitely has some internalized, you know, white supremacy bullshit, uh, was, um, as we all do and have to work, you know, towards uh, getting it out. But um, my dad loves an ice cold beverage. Like, I, I swear, I swear, I'm telling you it's something. I'm telling you it's not. I didn't make that up. I, I wouldn't make that up. I, so why would I make that up? I don't why? know. I believe you. <laughs> Just send me the articles, fam, because I want to know. People are very serious about their ice water, though. When I worked at this like raw vegan restaurant in Charlotte, we served room temperature water, didn't have any ice. Mm. We had ice in the building that we could provide, but we just didn't ice the water. And people would look at me like I just spat in their water when I would just hand them room temperature water. And they'd be like, can I get some fucking ice? And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, why don't you have ice in the water? And I was like, it's not actually me. Yeah. Yeah. They also would order chicken. Okay. I I worked at a raw vegan restaurant and they'd be like, can I get some chicken on that Caesar? I'm like, you absolutely cannot. (laughs) I would love to provide There's not one chicken in this building. you a raw piece of chicken for He's your like, salad you said a raw you vegan for, restaurant yes the chicken is vegan and it's also raw um <laughs> but yeah so they would just look at me like i can't believe this bitch just gave me room temperature water how am i supposed to drink this and i'm like with your lips and your throat homie right right just gulp gulp try it and they'd be like try it. it's because then you can taste how dirty the water is and i said oh our water is triple carbon filtered but I'll get you some fucking ice. Like, it was like, honestly, like, I I used to be a, a much bigger water snob. It was hands down some of the best water I've ever had in my entire life. 
It was so Oh my big. god, I love this notion of water snobbery. Oh I'm my god, so yeah. I mean, like, you know, everyone's got to have something they're a snob <clears throat> in. And so I went through, like, a water snob phase because I was getting water for my job. I would bring glass jugs. We all would. This is not just me. Glass <laughs> jugs <laughs> and fill up the water because, like, the water bill is already astronomical. So, like, literally oh, the owner is. would be wow. like, yeah, go ahead. Get as much water as you want. Was it like Whole food style, like the yeah. the fountain? No, we would get it from the fucking sink. Like, all of the water, oh my God. all wow. the water in like our restaurant, which is in a, a bigger building, was triple carbon filtered. The filters needed to be changed every like seven years. I'm envious. It was great. So I mean, if you ever go to that <laughs> restaurant, you know, just know that the water is excellent. Um, really great recipe. So let's get into the hard hitting, you know, facts here. The non-water questions. The non-water questions. I did not see it going that direction, but I'm very happy it did. I think I learned something. Um, so Pooj, what's your, um, your part, your job, your identity in the community? I feel like I have, I've always just considered myself to be a hardcore community member people will be like what's your what's your role in this like what do you have a role in this i'm just like yes i am a community member (laughs) and and i also i feel like most recently i feel like my identity is like in my new job is the the people's dildo in that (laughs) i i am doing just so much work you know what i'm saying for the people in all the ways that like Maybe they don't like know about um, that. It, that is helpful, but it's like you know, I'm plugging the potholes, or like I'm resurfacing the streets, or like I am trying to figure out how people can save money in in their like utility bills by going to the city and being like, "Do you have a, like? Can you create a new um, you know, meter save, water save program so that people don't spend too much on their utility bills?" It's just like one of those like utility roles that's just mm-hmm. trying to get a bunch of shit done okay. um but yeah i feel like i really want to be i i feel confident that i am and i really want to continue to be an advocate for uh you know folks of color black and brown people queer people of color and um make sure we get what's ours you know what i'm saying because there's like so much that we don't we have not had like the legacy of being part of that like fucking should have been there we we should have been there and we need to keep yeah like putting ourselves in those spaces and and being an advocate for folks absolutely um i do have a follow-up question um so why are you calling a dildo like a utility uh tool i mean i guess it yeah yeah like a like a tool that like brings you pleasure (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's sort of like everywhere, but then, but then everyone like always focuses on the clit. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, I don't like, think then, everyone focuses on the clit. I think that's part of the problem. Not enough people are focusing on the clit. But go ahead <laughs> with your analogy. The, the the utility the utility belt. The putting the dildo on the utility belt it's in like, my community facing role is like I feel Are you talking about the harness? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the version that is also construction projects and infrastructure projects, mm-hmm. which is a lot of what my, my job entails. <laughs> Seems like a very specific fantasy to me. It is <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
So you're kind of, um, and you mentioned to me kind of before that you essentially work for like a politician, a local politician, and that's kind of why you are involved in some government-y kind of things, basically. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I basically spent like, um, I studied environmental science in school, and then I worked on large-scale solar development projects for a really long time in like based out of North Carolina, but doing work in the like Southeast of the United States and then moved to Chicago to be part of a program that was like, it's a statewide funded program funded by the utilities, like the uh, electric utility um, and the government to get uh, environmental justice communities and low income communities, um, solar power Mm -hmm. um, and workforce development. So I did that for a year and then really, wanted to get more like get hyper local because I was doing statewide things and once something is like passed on a on a like state level you don't have a lot of control about its efficiencies and like how you can impact like how the program is carried out and Mm -hmm. there were some inefficiencies there that like really frustrated me (laughs) and so I was like how hyper local can I get (laughs) and like how can I directly impact people's lives and make it better and get accessibility because a lot of people don't have access to their government or feel suspicious to their government because government has fucked up Mm -hmm. so much in so many ways historically. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, still makes a lot of bank and still provides a lot of utility to people. And so that's why, you know, transitioned to something that's like a 10 by 10 block like in my neighborhood oh wow it's I, that specific. I work with like all my neighbors i mean it's really wild that's kind of cool <laughs> though i mean that's like yeah that's the type of being a community member that it sounds like you were kind of aspiring to be so it's neat that you get to make like tangible change in your neighborhood um that's awesome yeah yeah and, and i mean so i would far. argue that even though it's not maybe as quote scientific as the things that you were doing before um that still does a lot have a lot to do with the environment um even if it's um not necessarily like i don't know i mean i guess technically like yeah it still has everything to do with the environment um i think i think it's like one of those things where and i think this is where i got this is why i got jaded in my stem forward jobs is that a lot there's so much science that's being done and it's it's so important to like do the research in the lab and do all the trials with the with resources and all that but to the extent that it doesn't it's not accessible to literally the people what is the fucking point Mm -hmm. and like that just made it made me like not to be dramatic about it, but it's like devastating to like not have a bridge between science and the people. And yeah. so I was always constantly like science, people, science, people, where's the middle? Yeah. And like, you have to be able to incorporate it to tangibly affect people's day-to-day lives. And yeah. so political science, y'all, that's why it's called political science. <laughs> that's, that's a different meaning, yeah. I think, of political or science. <laughs> Maybe scientific political. Yeah. Okay. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I'm doing a lot of stretching right now. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really. I mean, that is fascinating, and especially about the like accessibility part. I mean, like you know, my partner is 
an environmental scientist and the only reason why I know that exists, okay, is one, because I took one AP environmental science class in 11th grade. It was my lab science, didn't have to take any more sciences in colleges except for <laughs> nutrition. And I love it. yeah, I was like, oh, I, I know shit. But two, because my partner is an environmental scientist and they talk to me all the time about stuff at their job and they're really great at um bringing it to a like talking about it to a level that i understand um because i'm not a scientist <laughs> like i said i took one science in college and it was nutrition um and um and but like i don't think a lot of people realize how important and how um, broad and also very specific um, environmental science can get, right? So like when my partner was talking about like, oh, I think I might wanna go into industrial hygiene or maybe this, or there's this. And I'm like, all of these things are covered? And they're like, yeah, all of them are covered. Um, but And they're like super important things or like literally things for the environment. Like they're literally yeah. like saving lives. <laughs> Like yeah. making sure that shit doesn't explode or poison or harm the environment and the people in it. So it's it's pretty Absolutely. fascinating. But yeah, as far as accessibility, people don't fucking know. And it's not their fault. It's just there's a lot of things to know in this world. <laughs> there's a lot of things to know. And capitalism specifically demands so much of us, especially the most minoritized and marginalized mm-hmm. of us. Where it demands like we don't have time to casually study science if we're working like very long hour jobs and have a lot of like you know other things that we have to do to keep up with our families and our health and stuff like that and it's yeah yeah, i'm done i'm done with eight hour work weeks being standard work work days being standard like this is it's fucked up i mean it's intentionally disallowing people from participating in their government and participating in science citizen science like it's 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 a real thing (laughs) yeah it really is and i mean you you maybe know how much i hate it and i also know how much you hate it but capitalism is just fucking terrible but like i mean um kind of early into the pandemic uh in 2020 um my job was like trying some things and i'm i'm truly grateful for my job. It's definitely not something I want to do for the rest of my life, but it pays the bills. I don't hate it. They don't misgender me. My coworkers don't. So, you know, whatever. Bless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I do it well, but like there was this portion where they were like, Ooh, we're going to cut um, everyone's hours down to like 80%. <clears throat> so we were working six hours a day, five days a week. Mm. And I was like, I was, I was nervous about money, right? Because, you know, because we've also been designed and the system is designed where you have to work 40 hours minimum to be able to pay your mortgage or your rent, pay your car payment, pay your bills, eat, maybe have something that you can save, you know? So like, if you're not working 80 hours or 40 hours a week, then you're not making enough money, right? And, Absolutely. um, I, so I was worried about that, but it ended up being fine. But most importantly, I was like, six hours is a perfect amount of time to work. It's perfect. Ideal. Ideal. Like I got up, I did my shit. Um, I hit the, whatever the matri matrices and I 
like did this and all this kind of stuff. And then I wasn't fucking just wiped by the end of the day. I got to go outside and like enjoy the day. And it was nice outside, right? And that's all I could do at this point because everything was shut down. So it literally was like, you're going to stay inside or you're going to go outside by yourself. Either way, you're by yourself, right? But like I was able to like take my dog for really long walks and all this kind of stuff and like feel like I had gotten all the goodness out of my day instead of just being like, all right, now it's time for me to like come home, make food, maybe watch a TV thing, put, do a little bit more work. If I have like side gigs or whatever, other, just other shit that I want to work on. And then now I'm too tired. So now I got to go to bed, like, and wake up and do the same thing. Like I felt like I had like a fucking life. (laughs) It was great. Effortless, pure joy is reserved for the one percent under capitalism. Absolutely, That's sad and miserable. And they and they also make you think that the people who are able to only work six hours a day or work less than six hours a day um, or go on really long vacations got that way because they worked really hard. In reality, right. they didn't probably work that hard. I'm not saying that no one's like, you know, everyone who's like up at the top hasn't worked hard, but I am saying that no matter the the amount of grinding that I would have to do would still never make me become a billionaire. And and the amount of grinding that I would have to do for myself and still treating others compassionately and giving them what they deserve and paying them what they deserve, I would never be possibly even a millionaire. And these are not goals of like, these are not goals of mine, but like the fact that they're like, oh, he works really hard. I'm like, does he? Because I work really hard, and I'm not a fucking millionaire. <laughs> so and also the notion of like, why the fuck do we have to grind? We don't literally have to grind. We don't, and I I won't. <laughs> there's no need. We have we have the resources to distribute to people Woo. if we wanted to, and there's we don't part. have to grind. Grind the grind ethic is so violent Mm. and miserable and harmful (laughs) yes absolutely absolutely and i see that like as like someone who has um i'm gonna say side gigs um outside of my like nine to five job and i enjoy them and that's why i do them (laughs) and like actually a couple of them pay and most of them don't um but like the fact that like the the grind culture as some people are trying to coin and i don't know if i love that but i understand what they're saying um is very much like you know i get off my eight hour uh eight hours at work which for for me it's actually a nine hour day because i have an hour lunch which is great but like you know it's nine hours like dedicated only to this because i gotta go back to work but like you know i get off of my after working like nine ten hours and then i go home and then i stay up for this many hours i'm like yo if that seems sustainable to you which i know for a fact it's not then like go off but I'm trying to like live sustainably in that I don't have all this energy. And like, if I have to bust my ass after working all day, then like maybe this shit isn't for me. I mean, I'm willing to work hard because like this is something I think is worth it, but I'm not willing to just run myself into the ground because ultimately the finished product or the finished service, I'm not going to be satisfied with because I think of all the sacrifices I made. I could have been sleep. Like, that part. I that literally part. could have been in my bed asleep. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> that's, that's critical. I feel like I'm so exhausted. And a lot of people just feel so exhausted or <clears throat> as a person who has chronic pain, like I don't have enough time in my day to do my exercises that I have to do to get better because yeah. I'm sitting at a computer all day because yeah. I have to sit at a computer all day. Otherwise I will not be successful at my job and, and get paid, even mm-hmm. though I know that that's not good for my body. And they're like, I need to be active yes, yes. in order to manage this pain. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's goes so deep. It does. <laughs> so, it's every facet. It, it does. <laughs> I mean, it's like mind, body, and spirit. Truly capitalism is made to just destroy all of them. <laughs> 100%. Woo. All right. Well, that was question one. Uh, Great start. <laughs> second question is, how does your identity um, uh, inform your wellness needs and, and your self-care needs, which you did kind of touch on already? Yeah. I only actively started identifying as a person with chronic pain, um, like t- two years ago, even though I've been dealing with the issues for like, I don't know at this point, like what, seven, eight years or something. (laughs) And that has really changed the, um, the bandwidth that I like present to other people that I have. And it's like, I don't know. It's been like really like to one, one example of that being if someone is like, Hey, can you, do this uh, I because I don't I'm not obvious presenting in my in my chronic pain or like uh-huh. chronic illness or whatever I will be like oh there's no reason I, in, in the past I would have been like oh there's no reason for me to not do it because it's not it's not obvious to the other person like why mm-hmm. I might be hurting okay. or why it's not sustainable for my body to do this I'd be like yeah yeah I'll figure it out and then I, I dealt with the consequences later Yikes, and okay. now I'm just like hey I cannot and will not do this thing even if it's not apparent to you and so this is how I'm allocating my time otherwise yeah and that's such a major <clears throat> god why is my throat like this um it's just been such a major shift in how I'm like how I allocate my time and what I say yes to yeah is- that's fantastic I'm really proud of you for that though I know how um how harmful and how kind of scary it can be to put yourself and and to basically it's boundaries it's all about boundaries at this point like to have boundaries and to speak them and um also not necessarily having to explain that to people i mean you don't have to be like it hurts here and that's why i can't do that it's just like no these are other ways that i can be of service to you yeah swift redirect and like let's go or i can't be of service to you and if i try to be of service to you I would not be. So I'm just going to like, yeah, know my limit. Yeah. That's great. Congrats so that's to definitely you. Been, <laughs> that's definitely been one thing. And I think to be completely candid, like an, another, another sort of like different answer to that question is like in quarantine out of, out of not, not by choice. Um, it lists, you know, being in quarantine for so long has just limited like who I have casual interactions with. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I don't have a lot of like non-melanated friends anymore, even casually. And what that has done to my 
how it has positively impacted my mental health that I just have to don't I don't have to deal with bullshit constantly. Yes. Self-care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nodding emphatically. It tr- I mean, it really truly is. I joke, but it's also like not a joke. I hang out with two, sometimes three people. Okay, I have two people that I see probably once a week. Well, now one person works at the same place I work at, so every day. Um, And another person that I see, you know, maybe a few, every few weeks, and that's it. And they're all black and queer. (laughs) And that's like so important to me. And I have probably two white friends who are married to each other um, who I'm like, y'all are great. I fuck with y'all. I would hang out with you. I know who, I know, I know who those are. Yeah, because they're also <laughs> probably your two white friends that you would hang out with. <laughs> and I genuinely like love them. And I think that, um, uh, that they're so fucking funny, especially like one of them is like fucking hysterical to me. We have like the same vibes. But like that's, I mean, that's a really interesting I guess, result of the pandemic of just like, hey, I have space for three people. Um, That's all who I feel safe. I know these three people don't go nowhere. I know these three people aren't out in these streets. So I know that they are safe people. And yeah, that's it. I'm not going to force myself to be around people, especially people who are going to ask you to... um, fuck up your boundaries or ask, you know, just something of you that you necessarily can't give or don't want to get. Do all this work that I didn't realize was exhausting me. Mm-hmm. It, even if it wasn't like fully obvious and just because of you have to have pared down who you spend time with or like yeah. who you're giving energy to mm-hmm. in a pandemic, it has been life changing. Yeah. And I, I hope I am able to keep that energy yeah. in a post in a post panty world. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, there are the um i just completely forgot what they're called there are these things called the yoga uh yamas and niyamas and like one is like how you treat yourself the other is how you treat like the environment things around you and brahmacharya is my favorite one because it's like mm-hmm. choosing who and how and what and when and where <laughs> you expel your energy And when I feel myself um, possibly pushing my own boundaries or allowing for my boundaries to be violated and kind of poked at, or when I just feel like, why the fuck am I drained around this person or doing this activity, I kind of just whisper brahmacharya to myself. And I'm like, that's why, because I'm not a particularly energetic person um in that like i just don't and and part of it is because i'm an introvert and part of it is because i'm like a softy and a water sign um and uh, and it's just like i get tired like i just get tired from like being in certain people's presence and i don't have to be tired right like hey i have two hours to spend with you after two hours i'm expired put me back in the fridge I'm done like I can't yeah yeah and like and that's like something that I had to work really hard um on over the past few years at this point um of just like working really hard to one monitor and be a little bit more careful about the people who I allow in my space and to what depth I allow them like how close are you allowed to stand to me Um, and also activities that just exhaust me or stress me out. Like there's just certain activities where I'm like, I gotta lay down. I'm tired. Like, I don't know. Like 
I don't know what it is. I do not want to attend this brewery for two hours oh. and talk about one thing. I will not be doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most breweries are a hard no for me. Um, <laughs> at least the ones in Charlotte. I'm like, why would I be around all these white people drinking beer when I could literally be at my house or... I don't know. At the fucking DMV. Like, I just, there's so many better places. Anything. Name a thing. Name, name another thing. thing. That, that's the thing. That, you know? I will do that. Yeah. The only time I'm like, yeah, I'll go to this brewery. is like, there's this person I was dating and she was like a manager at a brewery. That was it. That was why I was going to the brewery. I don't, I don't drink beer. I don't fucking right. want to go. Right. But yeah. And so that's, that's fantastic that you kind of have been able to um, pinpoint that. Um, and then also be able to do something about it. Um, is there anything else that, uh, about your identity, your job, um, in the community that, or the part in the community that affects your wellness or your self-care? I think, I think those are the main ones. Okay. I, yeah, just, just hard, hard resonate with God. Boundaries is really just the name of the fucking game. 2020, 2021. Yeah. Really into I just, mean, saying that over and over again and trying to like internalize it and be like this is about this is about how much then you can impact the shit that you want to impact so like don't feel guilty about exerting some 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 b words you know what i mean like just do it just yeah all over the place just do it <laughs> i love that though boundaries are really hard and i think um being um like female bodied they we're not socialized. <laughs> I, at least I personally wasn't socialized to have boundaries. And I'm talking about my own fucking family being like, why is your door closed? <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Cause I'm reading, like I'm reading on my bed. Right? I'm 12 and I'm reading right. on my bed and they're like, but why is your door closed? I'm like, cause my younger brothers are loud and you're watching the TV. You're really loud. And they're like, yeah, but why is your door closed? You know, like reasons. Yeah. Reasons. Like why would the door be open? Reasons. Yeah. You know, but I can't say that shit. Um, so yeah, so I mean, absolutely. Um, so when do you know that you need to engage in self-care? I, (laughs) okay, I'm ready. I have a lot. I don't dream a lot, right? As a person with sleep apnea, because I just need to go to that one doctor and get the damn machine. Anyway, machine. I need to, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that down in my notes and I'm going to actually do it this year. But I don't dream a lot. And mm. so I, when I start having dreams mm. and they are violent, which happens sometimes, it's like a literal visceral, like, Hey, something's not right. You should like check in with yourself. And like this, I I mean, this has happened throughout my life Mm -hmm. as a person who, you know, has slept decently, but like never dreams. And when I, when I start having those like real weird feelings, I'm like, it's time to like check in on a deeper level. Um, so that is one literal physical body tell Mm -hmm. that I have. And then I think like as a combination as what results from the beautiful, perfect combo of like mania, ADHD, and like overexerting oneself, I like zone out when I talk to people. I'm not fully present mentally. Say that. And 
I thought that was just like a thing that I did for a long time. I was like, that's that maybe that's just a personality trait or maybe I just can't concentrate on something. Mm-hmm. And then I would go on a vacation for a week and be like, wow, how am I fully present? Yes. I'm paying attention to everything. I love everything. I feel so good. And it's like, oh yeah, bitch. It's called R and R. And like, if, if I can't, I feel like if I can't, if I start zoning out all the time, if I'm not, I'm not able to pay attention, I'm yeah. like, take a, take a, take a bubble bath. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Do I mean, something. that's a great observation though. I'm, I'm grateful that someone else <laughs> like me, my hands raised, um, has that kind of <laughs> that same sensation. And I don't think I realize what a problem it was because I was in some, bad relationships and so I was constantly it's called like for me I do what's called maladaptive daydreaming which sounds super like (laughs) pinkies up for dissociating Uh, (laughs) yeah I'm not here time and space is not real but basically (laughs) but that's something that I've always 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 done Um, I, and I obviously didn't know the word until like, honestly, a few months ago, a friend of mine was like in town and she's, um, great. And, um, uh, she lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And, um, she was like, oh, like, we like to talk about like, uh, the Enneagram and like, and astrology and just like all that kind of stuff. And she was like, oh, and there's this thing called maladaptive daydreaming. And I was like, go on, I'm listening. This sounds like me. And it is, it basically is if there is something traumatic or particularly stressful um you retreat into your head and so i have you know worlds in my head right like different scenarios and on this plane of existence i'm here and Mm. i've always 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 done it um but i don't think i really realized Mm -hmm. how not present i was in this plane of existence which kind of sucks um until my my current partner was like how am i talking to you and you literally keep saying huh what huh what and they're like well i don't like to repeat myself and they were getting frustrated because they thought i was like purposely like not listening to them and i I had i don't want to have to say this again yeah and it was like silly it wasn't even like we're having these deep dark you know these deep conversations it was just like where's the cheese and you're like huh what yeah, because I'm not here. I don't know where I am, but I am not here, right? Wow. And I had to kind of like tell them like, hey, I'm not trying to ignore you. I, I'm i realizing now that I do this thing because I'm really stressed out or I'm trying to like work through whatever the fuck new trauma has popped up into my life. And, um, and so I'm not present and I'm trying and I work really hard to be present. Um, but I also, for me, that's another way of whenever you're like realizing how not present you are in, you know, with people, that's a, that's kind of a very similar thing. I don't think I've talked to anyone else who's kind of had that. So I'm excited. I'm like, you too. <laughs> Sometimes I, I just, I, I'm, and I'm so good at stoning out and I didn't oh. realize it was a coping mechanism. Yeah. I was just like, I'm so good at compartmentalizing. Y'all don't even know. Oh my God. I why are do, we the same? Yes. I can do, I can do that. It'll, it's totally fine. And then yeah. it was like, oh no, this is 100% a coping mechanism. Yes. Yes. How to not get to this state of mind. Yes. Yeah. 
That's, I mean, that's such a good point. I would get in trouble as a kid as it, because my parents would, you know, they'd be talking to me. I'd be like, huh? And like, we don't, we don't, huh? And my family. And so they're like, so you're not listening. I'm like, actually, I'm really right. not. <laughs> I'm trying, you're, but man. You caught, you caught me. You caught me. Mom. Yeah, you, you caught, caught me. me. Like, I was in my own little world where I didn't have to wash the dishes or, you know, I wasn't feeling whatever. So yeah, it's really kind of a wild thing, actually. Wild ride. Um... Okay. Anything else? So you mentioned like having these kind of violent dreams and having like a physical visceral reaction to it. Uh, the daydreaming, uh, just lack of focus. Um, anything else? That's, that's it. Those are pretty, yeah, those are pretty like, I think noticeable ones though. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I'm not, I don't do a good, I'm not good at accounting for my, my vitals on a day-to-day basis. Right. Mm. And I don't, I don't do a lot of self-reflection, which is like, I'm realizing as an adult, like my short-term memory is, has been bad, but it's really starting to fade. Mm. And it's because I feel like I don't actively, like, I don't, I know people who check in with themselves like on a weekly or even a daily basis. They're like, how am I feeling? Like even journaling, bro. Mm. I haven't journaled. I don't journal and I don't self-reflect. And it's like, it only, it gets, it gets to a point where I'm like, fucking up in interpersonal interactions which are the the most active mm-hmm. um like mirrors for what I should be doing with myself which is like journaling and checking with myself but I don't do um that when I have those it's like oh it's probably too late you should probably have caught this earlier mm-hmm. you know so okay. it's trying trying to work done it gotta yeah. work done it you said <laughs> you said that you haven't journaled in a while I mean do you feel like journaling is something that is helpful for you or do you feel like you're supposed to journal no it's just like a lot of like queers do it you're right you're right this queer does it i I mean like astrology and even affirmations kalea like i thought and you you were we were talking about this before but like manifestations and affirmations i thought that i thought i that still i'm working on it being not cringe for me because i'm like i don't I've never thought of it as something that's like produ- like under capitalism, right? It's like not is it productive? Ooh. Does it work? Is it is it worth it? Like it just seems so cringe to me, and I'm just yeah. like, no, queers like get it though. You have to like mentally prepare yourself to feel good. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking real, and like I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right though. Capitalism, like we said before, is doesn't want us capitalism wants us too tired and too disheartened to dream and to manifest a life that's better than the life that we have under capitalism because i sure as hell in my maladaptive daydreaming am not picturing myself at any job (laughs) and that's something that i can manifest i can actually have like i'm not saying i'm like gonna just be floating around in space which does sound kind of cool but like I can picture a life for myself where it's more easeful and it feels more natural and it doesn't harm my body. You were talking earlier about sitting like at a desk all day and like that's be harmful for your body. I'm literally going to a chiropractor because my back is like, so we're just going to sit all day, <laughs> all day. That's, that's what you're going to do. That's, that's okay. what you're going to do. You're going to sit and hunch over at your computer 
with your two screens and try not to cross your eyes and yeah and your legs are just useless at this point right so like yeah I'm, I'm dealing with the physical consequences of that um yep. I love the chiropractor by the way wow um they should be covered by insurance oh wow yes other things <laughs> insurance insurance yeah <laughs> which also the fact that we have to have jobs for insurance but so not, not everyone can work anyways but yeah and so like absolutely like it's definitely a thing where you know i think journaling can be really beneficial but if that's not something that like moves you then like i'm sure that there are other ways that you can be reflective in your life I can't think of any because I'm a journaling ass person. Um, <laughs> like, let, just give me a journal. Like, don't talk to me. I'm gone for hours. I'll go. I'll yeah. go all day. What do you want me to write? It doesn't matter. I'm going to write what I want. Um, but yeah, I think I would be curious to see something that kind of works for you. And that is something that you like look forward to instead of like, I'm going to sit down and journal because I'm queer and brown and that's what I have to do. And it's just like, oh, no, it's not for everyone. I do think that manifestation is real. Said. You have to. <laughs> I love her. Have you listened to her podcast? She has like a weekly podcast that talks about astrologically what's happening. It's pretty fascinating. I have that, but I, I get the round I get the roundups and I see the insta posts and I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I downloaded um her app and I've actually really enjoyed it a lot. It's like really mm-hmm. affirming and stuff. Okay dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you take care of your mind, body, and spirit? We talked about the triggers. We talked about the physical, mental, emotional manifestations of not self-care. Um, what do you do to take care? Uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, great question. <laughs> you knew I was asking it, so you can't act surprised. I know, I know. No, but the thing is, I didn't. I couldn't think of anything. Well, I'm working on it, and I think I will say like the. I I think your next question is going to be something like, "What would you do Uh all day if you weren't doing like what? What what, can we skip to that question? Because I think it's going to answer this question. (laughs) God damn it! Okay, (laughs) I'm going to ask some more leading questions to help you realize that you are doing things that take care of yourself. What are you drinking right now? Uh, the dregs of this cold brew coffee. Yum. Okay. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. I mean, coffee obviously has some like cool effects like caffeine, but also coffee does technically have some health benefits. And you also ate something relatively healthy. It was like sushi or something. Is that us all? Yes. And mayo fries. I mean, I just start, I mean, a that's, mayo that's the thing. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not negligent of myself. You know, I like, I hydrate and I like, those are, that's forms of self-care though. And clean. And like, you, you know, I, I do things like that. Yeah. I just need to make it more, I need to make it more active. And I, I was segueing to the next question because I really do feel as if what I would do and what I do do outside of my quote unquote day job is, um, uh, urban like agriculture and mm-hmm. farming. Mm-hmm. And that is like a real source of joy yeah. and just like to the, to the, um, notion of like pleasure activism, like what brings you like real joy and what you would want to do if you couldn't do any, if, if you know, you, you didn't have the constraints of, of the world as it is on you right now is like, I would be in the soil. I'd be farming. I'd be feeding people. I'd be cooking for people with mm-hmm. the things that I grew 
and that is something that I eat, breathe, sleep outside of my uh, outside of my day joy. And like, I've loved doing it since my first major bout of depression. <laughs> that really like brought me into yeah. working with the soil, um, nurturing things that that come out of the ground and that have a, a benefit to people. So, I think those are the ways that I practice self-care but also makes me feel purposeful yeah I think that's a a fantastic answer I know that about you that you do like you are so in love with like just touching the soil and just making things happen I see your Instagram story like in the past like 24 hours (laughs) and so I think that that's excellent I mean why why do you feel like you didn't have an answer for like ways that you do take care of yourself I feel like I don't do a lot of things that are only like that have the sole purpose of self care. So like my response to it is like, it's partially self care to me because I know that it's important to other people's nourishment and well being. And so like, because like the, the whole to, to, to get to the point of, as female socialized people, I feel I'm so tied to the well-being of others mm-hmm. that, like, solely doing a self-care for myself, mm-hmm. I feel guilty. I feel guilty about doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think in a, I, for, I forgot what it feels like to go to the club. I think that's really what I'm realizing. Because, like, I used to, I, I know I used to find ways to engage in joyous activities pre-panty. Mm-hmm. And uh, those just feel so far away now. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you feel like uh, pre-panty liner, you had better or different um, self-care or do you feel like you just had to kind of shift it or are lacking? Yeah, no, I think they were just different. I think I made time to socialize with people Mm -hmm. and that is my major self-care it's self it's it's soothing it's soothing as hell to be with people that you love Mm -hmm. doing activities that bring you happiness and just like hysterical laughter until you cry and dancing and singing and karaoke oh my god i am i am the biggest i'm a bitch for karaoke like i go really great i love it and yeah those things just um yeah it's shifted in in the pandemic so uh, yeah looking Looking forward to being at a club near you real soon. Once we're all back, let's go. Yeah, I do. I mean, as introverted as I am, I like that environment in very limited doses. And I do miss that, like genuinely. It's the dancing and it's just like the, the freedom that I, that I miss. Um, And also like maybe making eyes with like a cutie and, you know. Okay, right? That part. Yeah. God, like just those interactions, it's just casual interactions with people are yeah. so... I'm just like, oh, oh, that person's really cute and they're looking at me. Oh, like, right. I don't right. get that because I'm at home or I'm at work. Like, <laughs> I go nowhere. <laughs> Nobody looking at me. Yeah. So that's definitely... Um, yeah, I really felt that. Um, you mentioned like spending time with people and that's a, a major part of self-care. But you also mentioned like um, being like socialized in a way where we're supposed to be taking care of people. And, um, for me, like putting other people in like ahead of me as far as their needs and wants. Um, so whenever you are like ideally, um, 
spending time with people who you love and care about, how, like, what are y'all doing if you're not, like, taking care of them and, like, cooking for them, which I know that is something that you enjoy. Yeah, I don't know, like, going to a, a, a an amusement park. I mean, I love a roller coaster. Okay. <laughs> I love, I love roller coasters. I love being just, like, a little bit, like, too much adrenaline, you oh know, but, like, it, then allows me to relax and settle and remember what that feels like to be like hyperactivated. Yeah, so like a good water park, a good amusement park, mm-hmm. a good like hike, you know, a road trip. I mean, I'll really do anything. Oh, if someone approaches me with an idea, like I will likely do it. Like I am that kind of person and love doing them with people. It's awesome. <laughs> You're an Aries, right? I'm, uh, I, okay, so it's like technically, okay, this is, I technically am a Taurus. I'm April 21, right? Oh, wow. And so you're cuspy. Okay. I'm cuspy, but like I'm 100% not a Taurus except the stubborn part. Like, but like that's really everyone at the end of the day, right? Fine. But like I very much am more of an Aries than a Taurus. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay to be a Taurus. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. But it's like the things that you say are very like, fire signy and that's what an Aries that's is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't identify as a Taurus. I would be, <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. It's really I mean I think it's fascinating that I mean like cuz roller coasters like scare the hell out of me. I'm scared of heights and I'm also just like why would I go upside down when I could be right side up? Yeah. <laughs> that's my yeah. that's my logic. Why would my feet be off the ground when they could be on the ground? <laughs> What's the why? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, okie doke. I think that was, a, that was a really great answer for like what you do to take care of your mind, body, and spirit. Um, and now, um, what's something that you need to, or some things that you need to improve on in self-care? Carving out a consistent routine time to do it mm. in order to refill the cup. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do it yeah. often enough. Do you feel like you wait until like the nightmares are here until <clears throat> the body hurts to be like, oh, I yes. should drink some water, you know, or like I should lay down or take a bubble bath? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I have to be more proactive and less reactive about self-care. Yeah. That's very necessary and important Yeah. for like, I don't want, I don't want to do all this. I don't want to do all the, the, the cycles, you know, the. Mm-hmm. ups and downs like I'm really boring I want to be boring I want to just be like I want to be a flatline good <laughs> yeah yeah you know? like I just want to flatline chill all the time so yeah consistency how often do you realize that you are past your breaking point and need to engage in self-care uh, like definitely bi-monthly okay. <laughs> it really feels like it really feels like twice a month I'm like slow the fuck down kid Mm -hmm. so like about every other week basically you're like ooh, yeah okay time to time to reassess and i don't again like i said i don't want it to be a a, like a bi-monthly every other week crisis i just want to be like (laughs) think about it think about it say no more often so that you don't get to that point Mm -hmm. and uh yeah do it that way (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean I think um, 
like you know how you can like dial things up and then you know how far it can go and so then you're like all right so let's turn it down a few notches yeah this this kind of sounds like that situation right like oh shit i'm on 11 i want to be on (laughs) seven but now i know what it looks like to be 11 i know how that sounds how that feels and all that kind of stuff um, yeah. Do you think that um, that there are like things that you can do maybe like on a weekly basis that um, that essentially prevent you or are the maintenance aspect so that you don't get to like, OK, it's been two weeks. It's time to crash. Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I, I really have to, I really have to practice. I've been slowing down a lot mm-hmm. with, by taking baths because I live in this really cute place now I and saw. it has a yes, whirlpool bathtub. Oh shit. Does it have I'm jets? Saying, yes. <gasps> oh, I'm saying See, in that's, that's why I don't really fuck with baths because they don't, they don't have jets. Most of them, but the jets. No, the water is moving. Oh it's circulating. It oh is like bubble bath, bubble bath central city in there. And like, yeah, I, I just, I'm doing that more often and it just feels more loving to self. And you just literally, you can't do anything else in the bath, yeah. right? I know a lot of people are like, get a, ba- get a bath table so you can read. I'm like, bitch, no, yeah. I'm just going to sit in there and yeah. no- do nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, like me that's... trying to bring a book to the to the beach. Like, I'm a fucking read. I'm going to get drunk, and then I'm going to fall asleep at the beach. That's what I like to do. But I'm like, I'm going to bring what? this book just in case. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm going to just get sand in the book because I'm going to be drunk on the beach. Absolutely. And Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, that's exciting, though. I'm, I'm excited about the bath situation. <laughs> I want to be a better bath taker. So please give me, like, tips because I am very much that yes. I'm going to bring a book to read and I am going to do this many activities and I'm going to do this and like I'm just like Clea why the fuck am I planning activities for a fucking bath I'm like naked right. in a, bu- a vat of water like <laughs> this is not the time to try to like get shit done oh my gosh yes <laughs> as and as when I get the, the bubble bath like you know, you you have the lock on products though. You're taking an herbalism class. Don't give me that shit. You know more about you. You intrinsically know more about intrinsically than I do <laughs> because you are involved in all of these herbal scenes. Okay, you know what to put in the bath to get the whatever going. Um, chakras. <laughs> oh my god, get the <laughs> no, chakras going. That's word. <laughs> you just picked a word out of the blue and was like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> How you say uh, chakras? That is something I am uh, interested in in doing. I I think I, my Capricorn stelium wants me to do it because um, like to to like as a product for other people, right? Like, oh, I want to create these um, like, Okay, like they're like tea bags, but they're larger and they have like different healing herbs in them. And then you put them in your hot bath water and then you have that. And then you don't have to clean up all like the, you know, plants in, in the water because yes. they're in a, in a tea bag. Yes. And I'm like, oh, other people would love that. And my friend's like, you would love that. And I was like, would I? Why? 
And they were like, you should try the products that you make. And I'm like, oh, sitting in a bath. And then I got to clean the bathtub before and after. I'm already tired from it. So right. I'm and tired I, of planning it. Yes, oh. yes. And I have to like make sure everything is right. And like, which candle do I want to use or candles? And like, you know, putting my hair up, which is like, whatever. That's just always like, I'm exhausted from putting my hair up. <coughs> but yeah, I'm just making excuses. Also, I have like an excellent bathtub. I have a garden tub in my bathroom. You're kidding. And you say you don't use it a lot? I mean, I shower, but yeah, no, I don't use it. Listen, listen, you manifest that for you. I, I, want, I would like, I would, I would like you to take a bath this week <laughs> with some, with some, with some of that herbs, with some of that herb satchel. <laughs> some of that herb satchel. Oh, when you put it like that, I don't know if I'm going to call it an herb satchel. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, um, I probably will not take a bath this week because my back is still fully um, recovering, but kind of injured, and so I would have to clean it. And it, I almost, I almost killed myself no, last no, time no, I cleaned my tub. Yeah. I was Heard. like, Heard. yeah, I was like, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It was because I wasn't doing shit and because my back was warm. So then I like cleaned my bathtub, like cleared out my closet, cleaned the toilet and the sink because I hadn't been able to clean. Oh gosh, that's too many things. It's too many things, right? And then the next day- Even with a good back, that's too many things. Exactly, I was so excited. And then the next day I was like, oh God, I'm back to square one. When's the next time I go to the chiropractor? It It was bad. Anyways, okay. Um, and then as far as um, self-care, what are some things that you excel at in self-care? I, 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 I know the things that I am like, there are a lot of things about self-care that I want to get better at or like know that I'm lacking in. But like the one, the one thing that makes me happy that I engage in a lot frequently mm-hmm. is like eating well. Yeah. And cooking and and doing that for for myself. Um, so I think that's I mean, that's really that's really the one bright shining star that's that that stands out to me as far as like, where do I excel in self-care is like I make sure to feed myself when I'm not on my ADHD medication and have the appetite. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at recipes and like reading all these books these like food science books mm-hmm. and rep, like making the food for myself and, and just being like feeling really satisfied and and whole that I was able to like cr- cook and create this nourishment for myself and then enjoy it and yeah. let my body enjoy it too so. yeah you're an excellent cook um uh, for I mean I guess the ADHD medicine medicine bit, do you have like a few go-tos whenever you are taking your medicine um, where you're like, I'm not hungry, right? Because that's like, I guess, like a really major side effect. My, <clears throat> one of my brothers, both of my brothers, one of my brothers um, would just be like, I just have to sit here and like force myself to sit down and like down this sandwich. And I just can't believe that I had to sit here and eat this sandwich. <laughs> and he, he loves food, right? Like most people are like, yeah, yeah. I'm food. But he was like, it just made it so hard for me to eat so he would kind of find things that like did the job but like 
he wasn't just like gagging at basically is that something that you kind of do or something that you i don't know i need to do it it's really been just coffee and kit kats on Ooh, days wow. where I okay. my meds it's really not good and then like at the end of the day i will at like what 11 30 11 45 p.m my stomach will suddenly open up and be like, you haven't eaten away. Nice. And then I'll be like, what can I eat? And, it's, and then at that point, it's like, you should not be eating like that. Yeah. Like that night because you're one meal a day. Yeah. You know? Yikes. Okay. So yeah, the, I'm trying to, trying to figure that out. I know. Um, I, I'm not, uh, I've never taken ADHD medicine. Um, maybe a smoothie? I don't know. I don't know how you can yeah. smoothies. I like smoothies. I have a smoothie for breakfast every morning because I, I am trying to brush out of the door. So I just drink it. I, 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 I need to be more intentional about putting the smoothie together. My, my, my version of anxiety is just like I don't create enough time to like put the smoothie together. And then I end up with just like a half a jar of peanut butter in my smoothie. And it's just like. <laughs> that sounds delicious. This is not good. This is not <laughs> fucking tasty. Or like nourishing in like a balanced way, yeah. like I, and I gotta you gotta plan it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I guess I do have um my smoothie situation down to a science because I have one like five days a week, right before work for work. Um, and I put I put a lot of shit in my smoothies, and I don't realize it until my friend was like. Hey, I want to start, you know, making some more nutritional smoothies. What do you put in yours? And I was like, all right, I alternate between these three different seeds. And then I have this natural supplement and then this natural supplement. And there's always a nut butter. And then I also put oat in there. And then I also do that. And then she's like, this is a lot. This is a lot. You do this every fucking morning. I'm like, yep, yeah, I do. Because I'm not a way. Show me the way. I mean, I want to get there. I want to get there. My suggestion would be... Um, I don't like the um, like those supplements kind of thing. Like I don't know powders. I don't really know. Like I just don't know what they are. So like the only powders I put in there is like moringa powder. Um, and which, are you getting your moringa powder from Farmer Bernard? No, I'm getting it from um, the clearance section at Marshalls. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you get fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I could get it from like someone who's actively growing it who's like down the street or I could go to Marshall's <laughs> and get some discounted shit. Um, yeah. Um, I thought about that as I bought that bag of Moringa powder, but it's going to take me forever to get through it because it's like you eat like a teaspoon a day. And so it's like, yeah. okay, well, this is a yeah. big bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've had it for a month. But yeah, so Moringa powder. Um and there's this other one I found also at Marshall's um, that has like turmeric and maca powder and chia seeds and kamu kamu, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know. It's just a bunch of shit that's like good for you that doesn't actually taste that good by itself. Um, God, that Home Goods Marshall's like clearance nutrition snack section goes too hard for its own good. It's dangerous. And I'm like, I'm going to just see. I never need anything from Marshalls. Like that, let me just be abundantly clear. I could always yeah. just go to a fucking grocery store, um, yes. to a clothing section. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I always just go in Marshalls just to see something real quick. And then like an hour later, I'm walking out with uh, bags, bags, bags. 
of everything. I'm like, oh, Leia needs a new outfit. Leia's my dog. Um, needs a new outfit. Also, um, I didn't, I'm not into throw pillows, but I bought this one. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, it has all the things and, I, and they're discounted and they're nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's usually like, if I need to buy like new like work pants or something, I'll just like go there and like whatever. Anyways, it's discounted. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that, and then I usually put like a seed in there. So hemp seed hearts, flax seed, chia seed. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of frozen, well, one frozen fruit mm-hmm. and then a banana and then some liquid. What's your, what's your, do you do berries or do you do like mango or something? What's your frozen fruit? Um, I alternate between strawberry, mango, blueberry, and sometimes like, Sometimes I've been able to find like peaches, but like peaches come in like really small bags. And so like after like three smoothies, it's done. And it's I, just done. Yeah, yeah. I buy like four pound bags of frozen fruit because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's who I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to try that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to have a smoothie week. Yeah. And, and I will report back on how it goes. I'm excited for you. A lot of people like um kind of like meal prepping which you and i have had conversation about meal prepping (laughs) 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 but this would actually be meal prepping um but basically like meal prep their smoothies and so all you have to do is just pour the you know goods into the blender and like add the liquid and and do that instead of like which seed should i put in today which nut butter should i put in today and it's just like it's already done so yeah that's actual meal prepping but anyways okay so something you excel at is food um cooking for yourself making sure that you are just getting good food um in your body that's fantastic yeah yeah we did it all the hard questions wow holy shit yeah now it's time for for the manifestation mash this was such a um i am reflecting in a way that i don't do as I mentioned to you, and I really appreciate this. I yeah. really appreciate this conversation. <laughs> I, I appreciate you um, letting me um, accidentally dish out advice and guide you through some things I didn't mean to. And I saw myself doing it, and I was like, "What? it's whatever. It's Pooj, and I love Pooj, so it's we're cool. going to do this. We're, we're buds. We're fine. Do it. Yeah, I'm not a therapist. Um, so... I'm just a water sign over here (laughs) doing water sign shit. (laughs) All right. So lighten it up a little bit. We are going to do manifestation mash. Remember there are four categories. There's um, the geographically, where would you like to live? What do you want to do? Um, What kind of home building you want to live in? And then what's your legacy? And you'll name four for each category. First category is geography. Geographically, where do you want to live? Rainforest. Ooh. Earthship. That would be a building. Oh shit. That's okay. Um a desert. Uh one fact related to actual STEM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Um is that is that uh Charlotte is actually one was supposed to be a city that is 
shielded from the very shitty extremes of climate change. It totally is, though. I mean, well, it's definitely shielded from, like, really severe weather. So I guess maybe that... Like, even, like, to the point... This was, like, this was some, like, whatever list of, like, not super big cities, but, like, decent-sized cities that are, like, quote-unquote climate shelters um, from, like, from, like, the very worst of things. So why is that? Like, it's It's because it has, like, the mountain is on one side, and, you know, whenever we have, like, tornadoes and, like, hurricanes and stuff, they don't reach Charlotte like that. They, like, they they really don't. They stop at, like, Greensboro. Literally today there was a tornado, and I was like, yeah, it's just raining. It's just raining. And then, like, ten minutes later, they're like, all right, everything's fine. That's wild. Yeah, so it's just it's the the like literally the the terrain, the mountains, and the way that we're on you know the Atlantic, mm-hmm. but just far enough away from the coast that it doesn't hit us. Wow, is like I mean it's it's one of it's one of like the top ten quote unquote cities in the quote unquote United States quote unquote because these are all you know just colonized names for places that we live um yeah <laughs> um so yeah anyway that's really fascinating that I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna boringly say Charlotte hey <laughs> listen you you know for a fact what's up in Charlotte so yeah and then I think the last one I'm gonna say is that I've always had this desire to live as an adult in um in a large city in india so i'm gonna say bombay okay do you have family in bombay yeah okay well at least you have some context there instead of like yeah yeah absolutely Uh, (laughs) bombay's a great place um (laughs) back to you know uh borders aren't real and all that shit um, something that I appreciated about my hood herbalism class was most of the people there, like in the class were like on the West coast, because that's where it's based out of. <clears throat> that's where like the instructor is based out of, but, um, they would, they would introduce where they, where they, where they're from, like where they live with, um, the indigenous people who were there. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, what, what are the names? <laughs> what is it? And I like had to Google it to sound you know, hip and woke. And then I was like, oh, I know that, Kataba. Like, duh. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I was like, oh, there's the Kataba River. There's the Kataba College. There's, it's Kataba. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, are yeah. part of the fabric yeah. of um, where like, we exist. We just don't think about it. Yeah. And like that, like, but it was, oh, yeah, we completely fucked up and colonized. I mean, I can't say and now they're like but little yeah. reservations. You, you know. I, not me. <laughs> not I. Um, but yeah, so that was just so funny because they were all like, oh, I'm in Tongva land. And I was like, they were like, LA. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah it was yeah. just really fascinating because I was like, I forget like that was like a, that was a conversation that I've had like previously in like other circles, but there was, you know, they're all like woke brown people. So yeah yeah next is do what are four things you just want to do forever for sometimes slice mangoes Mm. um harvest 
hot peppers. I mean, you know me. Like, these are just all the things. It's all going to be this. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I <miss> hot peppers. <laughs> um, make fermented salsa. I'm sorry. This is just Ooh. who I am. I don't know. I don't have anything else. These are what I want to do forever and ever That's, and ever. It's the question that I asked. It's totally fine. <laughs> Make it fermented. I know this. I know these. None of this surprises me. I would like a lesson on how to slice a mango, though, because one time I bought a mango for my ex partner because they love mangoes, and I butchered it. It was humiliating. I not one slice was had. It, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I don't know. Maybe like the knife. I'll do, I'll do a customized wiki how for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and also show me how to buy mangoes because I don't. that is well here's the thing you can't you can't effectively do that in the continental united states oh. you gotta import it you gotta import it and that's just facts well yeah no but like i don't know how to pick out like a ripe mango versus a not ripe mango here's the thing so, uh, to, to everyone listening my jaw is dropping <laughs> Here's the thing, here's the thing. My friend Brianna makes fun of me because they're like, you don't like fucking mangoes. But it's the, I actually recently realized that I actually do like mangoes. Um, but for a while, I didn't like them because tropical fruits just didn't taste good to me. So like, I never liked pineapple like ever in my life. I've never, ever, ever fucked with pineapple. Um, and mango and papaya and guanabana and like all these tropical fruits that I want to love just didn't taste good to me. But I put mango in my smoothie like today. <laughs> like, yeah, right, I actually right, right. do like it. But now I'm like, OK, so like my taste buds are expanding. I'm 33 now. How do I buy mangoes? How do I slice them? I think like last year, the year before I learned how to peel an orange. So it's fine. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> New heights. I need that for you. This guy, this, it was embarrassing because, like, I was like, you know, I used to like babysit these like rich white kids, right? And like, you know, the little kids would be like, "Hey, can you peel my orange for me?" And I'd be like, "Where's the knife?" And that would just cut it for him because I couldn't, I couldn't like slice. I didn't know no, how to do your teeth into it and suck the juices out, kid. Yeah, like toughen up. Just throw it on the floor and step on it. That's how you. That's how you gut him. clementines or they call them like cuties or whatever um, which are like super easy to peel the peel like the the um the rind slips out it yeah basically and i couldn't i couldn't do it so i just destroyed three different clementines and i was embarrassed and i was like why don't we have something else why don't we just have something else don't you want an apple how about a nice apple yeah that for you but yeah so i like jam my partner had to literally teach me how to peel an orange <laughs> was, amazing amazing i was like uh, i don't i don't could you help me i want i want i want to juice this orange because <laughs> i had gotten this juicer <laughs> it was so stupid i got this juicer for free. It's really nice. This person named Lacey, who you might remember, gave me this really nice yeah. juicer for free. She was like, yeah, um, it was a little bit hard for me to use, but it's great. And the warranty ran out. So here you go. And I was like, okay, I'll take a juicer. And I I was at home. I, I like wasn't working at this point. I had like quit my job sporadically and like was waiting for like my next job to start. And that was actually really blessful. Um, but <laughs> not working. 
But, and so I was like, it was summertime. So I was like, ooh, I'm gonna like make all these fresh juices. And I had oranges and strawberries. So I was making or strawberry orange juice and I didn't know how to peel <laughs> the oranges. So I just put the oranges in there with the skin. <laughs> What? <laughs> my jaw is <laughs> And like the juice and like this is a great juicer. So like it was obviously able to, you know, deal with it. And I was like, babe, 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 try this juice I made. It's orange, it's um orange strawberry juice, fresh oranges, fresh strawberries. And they were like, it's Good, but <laughs> there's something about what it. I can't tell that? you what. And I was like, oh, well, I put the whole orange in there. <laughs> Did you think the juicer was going to just ever so sweetly unpeel <laughs> itself? I don't know. I don't know. But wow. Jam was like, I why did you know, like, I'm sorry, like, the juice is okay, but, like, it just, it doesn't taste good because it has, like, the orange peel, and that's when I told them I didn't know how to peel oranges, and they taught me wow. how to peel oranges. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. anyway, so, I mean, I had to add that to my resume, so. <laughs> that is amazing. Can poorly peel oranges sometimes. Oh, my God. Oh my Anyways, goodness. this is not about me. Um... One last thing for things that you want to be doing. You have oh, sliced yeah. mangoes, um, harvest um, hot peppers, and ferment, make fermented salsa. Build greenhouses. Yes. All right. The next step is building. We already have earth shit. Yes. So this is like what, what building you a uh, home building. Like yeah. A, like a yeah. Home. Like people say like tiny homes or like a beach house or earthship. Love it. Um, commune. Homestead. What is that? It's like a, you have, you know, some acres and a place that you live, but it's, you're, you're basically growing all your own food and you have like chickens and you have your own poultry. And so you're basically a self-sufficient operation homestead. Cool. And maybe like recently, now that I'm in the Midwest, like an orchard, I think that's my last one. Is that like a Midwestern thing? There's just like hella apple orchards and shit here. And they're so beautiful and gorgeous. And it's, it's so lovely. To, to visit and if I could live in an orchard I think that would just be oh god it would be divine what kind of orchard <clears throat> let's I'm gonna go with pears and figs like a fig orchard figs oh, are delicious god. but I think they look weird that's it uh huh okay <laughs> I have like fig that's, that's, that's my story yeah I, I, I like <laughs> I genuinely am like, ooh, yum, fig, like, right? Like, put that shit on whatever, but don't make me look at an actual fig. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, the way it looks, huh? Yeah, well, specifically the inside. Like, I mean, like, the yeah. outside, okay, it's like, you know, another science thing? 
Another science thing about a fig is that a a wasp has to die inside the fig for it to actually be a fig. Are you So some vegans are actually like figs are not vegan because a wasp has to die in its life cycle. It has to enter and like lay its eggs inside the fig or something like that. And it typically dies inside the fig. And that what, what's, that's what causes the fig to like ripen. Otherwise it doesn't go through that. I'm going to send you that link too. Don't. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> I can't believe you told me that. No, because I'm in STEM. That doesn't even make any sense. Why? Why can't the wasps lay their eggs anywhere else? Also, why are wasps? Just period. Why are they? For figs. Otherwise, we don't have figs, Kalea. Oh, wait, really? Oh, okay. Then that's fine. Yeah. That's why wasps. But there are no figs around here, so then why are the wasps over here? There are figs around here. Not in my neighborhood. You don't know that. Yeah. You might not know it, but they're there. I'm upset. (laughs) I fucking hate wasps. They're mortifying. Yeah, come visit me in my fig orchard. I'll just be like, us and wasps. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so dangerous. And of course, you would be like, yeah, what a fucking fig orchard. Mm, Wasps. (laughs) Come through. Yeah, come through. I'll see you there. (laughs) Yes. God, that sounds actually really terrifying. I'm just picturing like a fucking like miles of orchard of figs and just only wasps it's just like black clouds of wasps <laughs> i'm so upset come to my retreat the <laughs> fig retreat <laughs> what i i i believe you because you're the scientist but what in the entire fuck was like universe thinking when they were like okay plot twist <laughs> Figs are delicious, but only exist with this violent creature. <laughs> Correct. And that's the beauty and that's the and life finds a way beauty moment <laughs> of the whole thing of it. It's amazing. It does it does make me feel slightly better about wasps in that I did not understand their purpose on this entire fucking planet. I was like, you don't really pollinate shit like bees do, and you try to fight anything, aka sting, any any human creature that's within your like proximity. That is a very niche purpose though, but- uh, That's correct. We move on. All right, next up is <laughs> legacy. I really just, you blew my mind at that. Wow. Can you give me an example of legacy? Yes. Four things like what are what are people saying? Some people. What are the people saying? So someone (laughs) said that (laughs) they wanted um, to be remembered for their excellent jewelry collection. Um, Okay. Someone Mm -hmm. said Mm -hmm. that they wanted to be remembered as like a really great family person. Um, Some people wanted to leave behind uh, like like an art building, like. Uh, like an art, like an artist retreat kind of thing, yeah, like yeah. their dad's hometown and stuff like that. It's just literally Ooh. like, what are some cool things you want to leave behind? 
Yeah. Okay. Even if they're not like tangible. I would like to. leave behind um oh wow this is like this is so many things now um Kalea this is this is now I'm like <laughs> this one why I'm stuck on this one now um okay I would leave like to leave behind a legacy of um like just a spice collection um my roommates and i my other two roommates are two other like they see queer brown folks and our combined spice collection is like something to be reckoned with like we have just so many many things and so like yeah i think that's that is is clearly without doubt one thing that i like to leave behind that's pretty cool Um, though yeah yeah Um, I think another thing is like, yeah, like, a a green thumb of sorts. Uh, people might know I, I have a vendetta against lawns, like grass lawns Mm -hmm. and I would like to leave behind. I, I own a house in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I want to like convert that entire grow uh like lawn into a growing a fertile like growing area that's one of my big things so i'd like to do that that's one um and then another one is uh i think like i have i have big i have like a like a hat collection and i want to keep keep adding to it um and yeah I'd like to be known for like that shit. I'm just filling in space. I don't actually know. I'm like, what am I leaving behind? Um, yeah. And like to, to, to turn, wrap it back up into like STEM and, um, what I, what I like studied and shit like that. I've always been really into reducing my waste, like single use waste things. And I really want to leave behind a legacy of like, the middle ground of hoarding and throwing a bunch of shit away. Like there has to be some beautiful middle ground. And I like desperately want all my spawn and friends and families and loved ones to like hop on this. Don't use a shit ton of plastic that then goes to landfills kick. Mm -hmm. Like really, really want that. (laughs) So as a STEM person, is plastic really that bad? Oh, it's miserable. It's really terrible. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't yep. realize how many types of plastic there are, you know? And, like, different places <clears throat> only recycle XYZ types, like, you know, the number, the plastic numbers or whatever. Like, oh, we, yep. we, we don't, we recycle all of the numbers but seven or some shit like that. And you're like... <laughs> Why? Okay, yeah. so equilibrium of uh waste i guess or yeah waste okay great you did it okay now here comes the easy part just pick a number between one and eleven well um seven great all right so every seven i'm going to go through and count and cross off number seven (gasps) oh my god i love this 
worst part. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you as I as I eliminate. Fermented salsa. <clears throat> Green thumb. God damn it! Come on. Sliced mangoes. Fine. Spice collection. No! Oh god! What is Harvest L? hot peppers. So for oh my god, Kalea. <laughs> for doing, we have a uh, build greenhouse. Rainforest. There goes all the good ones. That's it. I don't. Can I stop now? <laughs> Orchard. <laughs> All of these things are things you like, so even if we eliminate all the great ones, you still have great ones left. Fine. Commune. Earthship. So for building, we have a homestead. Okay, I like it. Equilibrium of waste. So for legacy, we have um, hat collection. No! God! Fine. Desert. Charlotte. All right, are you ready? <laughs> let's, let's do it. All right. What's my man? <clears throat> you will live on a homestead in Mumbai, <laughs> building greenhouses, leaving behind your hat collection. These are all things that you want from your life. <laughs> this is, that's great. You really did that. That was such a great... That was mostly you. These are all your ideas. <laughs> no, but that's a great activity. You're Isn't like, you fun? pick. You pick all these things. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. Um, and I, as I always say, I'm going to visit you. Um, take a look at your 100%. homestead. Unless mm. you have an art or, you know, wasps. Um, and, you know, just check out Mumbai because I've literally never been, so. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wow, what a beautiful future we all have. Yay! <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, do you have any advice just about literally anything? Don't, what's that meme about, like, don't ever not go for that opportunity because some mediocre white man is yes. doing it. Mm -hmm. That's that has just stuck with me so hard. And like, we need, we need, we need us. We mm -hmm. need us to um, be out here creating the world that we want to see. So yeah, like reach, reach for the things that are yours. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> that's absolutely. My, that's my advice. That's a great one. And and give back when you get what to do, because because people people need help getting to the places that they deserve to be in. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for that. <clears throat> do you know who um, Jess Moss is? Sure do. Um, she told me like the same thing of something very similar. She was like, oh, you should apply for this job. And I was like, oh, well, this job requires like a master's degree or something like that. I don't have a master's degree. Um, and she was like, you should apply for the job. And I was like, yeah, but like, I don't, <clears throat> I don't have all the qualifications. And she was like, so the worst that's going to happen is you're not going to get the job. The best that's going to happen is yeah. you're going to get the job and prove that you can do the job. Um, yeah. 
So that's absolutely great. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> Jess Moss! I know, I know. I should, I should interview her. She's oh, absolutely! Wow, wow, cute. Where is she now? She's not in Charlotte anymore, right? No, she's in um, I think she's in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she went to like grad school in Pittsburgh and then met a man and made a baby. Sweet, sweet people, sweet friends. I, I miss, I miss folks. Yeah. I'm so glad people are thriving. I, I love know. to hear it. It's so weird. Like, I mean, not weird, but I think it's like inspiring and exciting whenever like friends and can move to other places. Like Charlotte is home and like I'm from Charlotte. So yeah. it's just like, it's like a no brainer to me. But like when you like moved to Chicago, I was like, fuck, that's so exciting. <laughs> like, wow, you know, like I mean, it wasn't like, wow, because Chicago, I think is Chicago so great. I'm just like, that's so great. Yay. Like there's opportunity there right. and like an opportunity for like a new life and an exciting life. And um, so, yeah, I love when people move away even if it does make me feel kind of sad i'm just like yes yeah go it's like it's also like your family is ex- is expanding and like you'll you always have a place when yeah. when you're when you're here like it's it's a beautiful thing yeah absolutely um and then finally if you have anything that you want to promote <clears throat> um then now's the time if not then that's fine but i just want to say everyone should plant one seed okay i just want everyone to plant even if you don't think you want to plant a seed plant a seed today okay (laughs) and then transplant it outside in a pot you can grow lots of things in containers that you can grow right outside in your stew Mm -hmm. and it's just one of the most beautiful things to see something grow i mean i cry about it all the time out of joy and it really is one of those just like empowering things so I just want to promote that everyone should like attempt to like grow a thing because it really will literally fucking change your life. Yeah. What's the what's the thing that you're like most excited to have grown <clears throat> or to be growing? I think this year I'm growing a lot of um, medicinals, Ooh. which I have not yet before, and I don't know if they're going to thrive in our zone five B cold environment because a lot of these are like rainforest medicinals um uh, yes uh but a lot (laughs) it's like a zone based on like the amount of rain and weather patterns that you have and so charlotte is like 7b or something 7a something like that um and uh (laughs) yeah so but i think i would say like for your average person i feel like it's really satisfying and um really rewarding and relatively easy even for mm-hmm. tomatoes to grow so like tomato mm-hmm. seeds during tomatoes and then just having like the big juicy tomato at the end of the summer yeah to grow really lovely that's cool i tried growing so ginger like one time and i was like super jazzed about it it was pretty easy yeah. and then i put it out yeah. uh on our deck and we have evil birds so they destroyed it yes I was very. That is what happens. Yeah. That is what happened. Yeah. It would just swoop down, and I was like, damn. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, we did it. Um, Pooch, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, I appreciate your uh, laugh <laughs> and your insight um, and reflecting um, on you with me. Um, so I appreciate that greatly. Um, if y'all would follow um, Namashe Podcast on 
Instagram. Um, it's Namashe Podcast, N-A-M-A-S-E Podcast. Um, if you have uh, the burning urge to email um, me, then you can email me at <laughs> namashepodcast at gmail.com. Um, maybe you want to be on the podcast. Maybe you have an idea about the podcast. Maybe you want to just give me some money. Um, except give them some money, y'all. Yeah, what's your cash? What's your cash up? No, give them some money. Give, what's, what's your cash up? What's your cash up? No, but what's your cash up? I'll share my cash up if you share your cash up. Okay, you go first. I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> no, I want. I don't need money. I want. I'm in the business of redistributing my wealth, so I don't need it. <laughs> oh, um, uh, I don't just need money. Don't. Don't put that into the universe. Uh, <laughs> my cash app is yoga ch y o g a c h, and my birthday was this week, so you know, send me thirty three dollars for how old I turned. Yes, I love that. That is also my cash app too. So you sh- that's yoga ch. <laughs> it's mine as well. We each share one. So, like, you should definitely donate to that. I will not be sharing any money with Pooj. Because um, <laughs> Pooj just said they don't need it. So, but yeah. So, thank y'all so much for listening. Um, <laughs> namaste and ashe. Yeah.